0: Welcome to Breasts and Bounds with Bosco. I'm your host, Ella. On this show, we are going to talk to the Director of Upper School Counseling, Ms. Bosco. The alum will give us insight into stress in the country community and personal tips for keeping student stress under control. We'll be right back with students addressing their stressors from school. I'm here with Tenley, a senior. Tenley, what are you most stressed about? Trying to figure out which college I want to go to
1: and making sure I still have the motivation to do my schoolwork. Thank you.
0: I'm here with Sierra, another senior. What are you most stressed about? Parents and softball and pitching 21 innings a week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm here with Oye, another senior. What makes you stressed during the day? Schoolwork in general. Anything in specific?
1: A biology, just in terms of workload. I think still the most I have this year.
0: Okay, thank you. I'm here with Margaret, a sophomore. Margaret, what makes you stressed during the day? I think having too many assignments at a time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm here with Abigail, a sophomore. Abigail, what makes you stressed during the day? Um, probably all my assignments. <laughs> thank you. I'm in the Charlotte Country Day recording studio with Ms. Bosca. Ms. Bosco is the Director of Upper School Counseling. She is a former Country Day alum and currently has a son in the lower school. Ms. Bosco is also on the administrative staff and a part of the Diverse, Equality, Inclusion and Belonging team support. So Ms. Bosco, what does a day at school look like for you?
1: Honestly, every day is different and that's part of why I love my job. Um, I certainly have appointments with students. They will either email me or teams message me, um, come by, and so I'll have times blocked out to see students individually for counseling. I do teach a class, adolescent brains and behavior, so that is every A block. So I teach five out of the seven cycle days, and that's really good for me to get into the classroom. I've got sophomores, juniors, and seniors in there, and it's it's a lot of um, it's a mental health focused class. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have, you know, I'm part of the dean team, so I'll have dean team meetings once a week, usually. Part of the upper school administrative team. I spend time meeting outside counselors that I can use as referrals. Mm -hmm. I may have a phone call from a parent that needs, you know, some support. My teacher may come in and just you know need a place to vent or bounce something off of me so honestly it really just depends I mean every day is truly different and I I can come in thinking my day is all planned and then you know a student's in crisis and needs me and I have to rearrange everything to be there for that kid.
0: Right and I know people love the adolescent brain class and (laughs) I want to take that next year so I'm going to try and fit that in my schedule. Please do. So last year we had a zoom assembly about mental health considering covid and this was sort of when we were coming out of covid and i just want to hear a little bit about how things change or how things that cause them stress or they're like anxiety or feeling sort of depressed like how that changed through covid
1: it hit people really hard adults and kids and i think the the sense of isolation I think the learning was so different. I feel like we lost a year and a half of learning for students. Grades were inflated. Um, Teachers were trying to, you know, either teach via Zoom or Teams and then come back in a hybrid situation. Plenty of students, you know, because we divided it by alphabet, A through L and M through Z. There were kids who didn't feel like their friend groups were in that part Mm -hmm. of the alphabet, and that was really hard for them. And I definitely think the anxiety, you know, we had students who lost family members to COVID. We had students who were so isolated because they had a family member at risk in their unit, and they couldn't go anywhere without a mask. They couldn't even come back to school when we were Mm -hmm. hybrid. And even now, some students are still wearing masks. So I think it took a toll on everybody. For the teachers, they, you know, missed connecting with kids. I know for me as a counselor, you know, I had to do all my counseling via Teams, and Mm -hmm. there's just a disconnect. And then when we came back, I had this plexiglass barrier between myself and mm-hmm. the kids, and we were behind masks, um, and you just lose so much when you don't have that facial expression, so it took a toll on everybody, I think.
0: Right. What are common stressors you hear about from students?
1: Certainly academics. We are a rigorous place, and it's hard. It's a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether they're you're on the IB, AP, or the regular track of classes, it's a pressure cooker, and... I think kids really are lacking some of those coping mechanisms. And I think that's also part of what happened through COVID. You know, they lost a sense of communication skills, social skills. Resilience isn't there the way Mm -hmm. it used to be. So I spend a lot of time with students that are having anxiety issues. I have a lot of stress relievers in my office. They come in and play with those. Certainly kids that are dealing with depression. Mm -hmm. um, I've got Students that are dealing with um, the relational piece, the social stuff, you know, we can be, we're a very hard place socially. And part of that is we have our 70% lifers, so our kids have been together a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's great in some ways, but it's not so great when kids don't let kids change. So kids who've been here forever, you know, they'll get to high school and want a clean slate, but people are remembering what they did in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's very tough. And then the new students coming to us, some of them really have a hard time finding a group. And a lot of friendships are changing in ninth and tenth grade, you know, kids are making different decisions, there's a lot more freedom. Some people want to party, some people don't want to party. Right. So I spend a lot of time talking to kids about that. I find that kids who what I would call are the floaters sometimes have the hardest time. Like they're they're friends with different groups. Yeah. But when it comes to the weekend, no one's inviting them to do anything. Mm-hmm. And obviously the toxicity of social media, while right. it connects people, and it can be a great thing in some instances. I think Snap Map is awful, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> knowing <laughs> where people are at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no privacy for anybody. And if someone says, you know, hey, let's let's get together, and then they're the other kid's like, oh, I can't. I'm going to dinner with my grandmother. But then you see on the Snap Map, no, all the right. kids are at somewhere, and you're not uh-huh. there.
0: I mean, I think just from being... In smaller classes, the FOMO on the weekends is, like, at an all-time level, especially I've had friends who are even, like, I would love to study abroad, but I know I'd be just thinking about what's going on at home the whole time, and I think that that is a crazy concept, and definitely Snapchat does not help with that at all. Right, and you can never, it never leaves you. Like, Mm -hmm. kids go
1: to bed with their phones, they wake Mm -hmm. up with their phones, and it's, as much as you want them to disconnect, it's really hard when you're right. a teenager. And you, like you said, you want to kind of know what's going on.
0: Yeah. So you went to high school at Country Day. I did. And what are some of the main changes, I guess, that you've seen from when you were at school to now teaching here?
1: So I was here from second grade to 12th grade. Okay. Um, and so I graduated in 1990, a mm-hmm. long time ago. <laughs> um, and I've been here 20 years in my role. Um, I would say one of the biggest changes is the diversity equity and inclusion piece mm-hmm. which is a huge, huge change. I think that when I was in high school there were maybe five students of color total in the entire high school. Mm-hmm. And faculty of color were very few. Um so I love that we are at a place now where we're, you know, twenty five percent diversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, always trying to become more diverse in all different ways. And I love that. Um I think the academic rigor is off the charts. I would never. I mean, I went to NC State. We did not have the level of APs. We didn't have IB. We didn't have all these like mm-hmm. high level classes, and the pressure was not there the way it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I went to NC State and I got in with like a. I graduated country with like a two nine. You know, and nowadays, yeah. if you don't have a 4.0, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can probably ca- cross you know NC State or Chapel Hill off your right. list. It's and a shame.
0: I know people definitely feel like you're saying the pressure but also seeing your friends in higher classes and then feeling like you're in a dumb class Mm -hmm. even though you're just in the standard and that's still higher level than most schools in Charlotte I think that that definitely makes people feel bad especially now that IB is coming out and Mm -hmm. some people don't even know if they should apply considering their grades and if they're not in any honors now and I think that some people can feel insecure about that Mm -hmm. and I mean we hear like Oh, I'm in dumb math all the time, even mm-hmm. though it's just the regular course. Right. Yeah,
1: and it's just so mean, uh-huh. you know. And obviously, the so- the you know evolution of the smartphone and and social media have been right. monumental mm-hmm. change. I mean, I when I'm glad I didn't have that when I was in mm-hmm. high school. Um, I could go home, and if someone wanted to reach me, they'd call the phone, and my parents yeah. would answer, and I could talk to them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would have been honestly toxic for me right. as, a, as a as a teenager. Mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to Breast and Balance with Bosco with your host Ella, a production of the podcast journalism class with Kick at Charlotte Country Day. I'm here with Reed Petty, a sophomore. How do you cope with stress? Personally, I like to take time for myself and just rest and try to forget about potential stress causers. Okay, thank you. I'm here with Parker Foodman, a sophomore. Parker, how do you deal with stress? I don't get stressed much, but when I do, usually I just go home, call it a day. I'm here with Grace, a junior. Grace, how do you handle stress? I usually get all my energy out by playing lacrosse and doing things that distract me and then focusing on school after that. Thank you. I'm here with sophomore Mary. Mary, how do you handle stress? I like to make a schedule and list out what I need to do before I do everything. Can you give some recommendations or tips for how you help students dealing with just all these factors of social life, academics, sports? Like, what are your go-tos for advice?
1: I really like to talk about what works for them mm-hmm. instead of, like, focusing on what's not working. Mm-hmm. Kind of trying to, to have them look at their strengths, um, look at, you know, where they are want to be, um, who they want to be. And that's hard, you know, sometimes to to be the individual, especially in high school. But um, I talk about that a lot with kids. And I think sometimes someone just needs to come in my office and they sit on the couch and they can just, like, let it all out. And I'm not there to fix their stuff. I'm there to validate Mm -hmm. what they're feeling at the time. Um, I'm there to listen. Um, I don't really, like, even give advice. You know, sometimes kids will ask me for advice. And I'm like, you know, my job is to kind of help them come to those solutions on their own. You know, I certainly spent a lot of time, like, you know, directing them to the stress relievers and to, like, you know, okay, if someone comes in and they have got a huge amount of work to do, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about the must-do list Mm -hmm. and the to-do list, right? Right. So let's break Mm -hmm. it down into smaller things so it's not looking so overwhelming, and let's let's cross it off one part at a time.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like... Like you're saying, just someone needs to come in and let everything out. I feel like sometimes our schedules are so busy that even just to have – someone, and I know you can obviously talk to parents, but they're going to be more on the advice side majority of the time. And I think being able to come in and genuinely just talk for like as long as you need. I mean, I know it's cringy to be like, oh, you just need to talk it out. But I mean, it genuinely makes you feel better.
1: It does. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't expect everyone to want to come talk to me. There's right. 550 kids in the upper school and not everyone's going to connect with me. And that's fine. I just hope that every person in our stu- in our student body feels as though they have one trusted adult. Right. And that might be a parent, but, mm-hmm. you know, it might be a youth minister, or it might be a coach, it might be your advisor or teacher, but I just want everyone to have feel as though they have one person they can go to.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my last question has to do a little bit more with applying to colleges. So do you hear a lot of students, of course we have college counseling, but do you hear students trying to figure out, like, how to even handle applying to colleges?
1: I do. I, I work with that on that end, and I've also spent a lot of time recently with, the other end. So now that, you know, acceptances, Mm -hmm. rejections, deferrals, all that are coming out, I've got some kids who are really struggling. Um, For some kids, it's the first time they've really ever had a rejection, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, there's no great answer as to why colleges are accepting or not accepting. I mean, the colleges are having you know, tens of thousands of applications and our students are fantastic, but there's students everywhere that are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I also have some kids who are really struggling with why so-and-so got in and they didn't, you know, because they are like, I worked so hard for this Mm -hmm. and they didn't work that hard. You know, it's all perception. So that's really hard as well. And, you know, some people, they've spent their whole life thinking they're going to XYZ school, right? right? And also not realizing that there are so many schools out there. And Mm I feel as though it doesn't have to be a four-year decision either you know where you're going Mm -hmm. your freshman year give it a go if it's not the right place transfer Mm -hmm. you know um and some kids have a hard time like thinking in that way
0: Uh, yeah my stepsister transferred from Bucknell to UNC and Mm -hmm. she absolutely loves it now and I remember thinking it's going to be such a long process and like well why did you go to Bucknell in the first place but it was a few days of like paperwork and she was fine and then at unc and now she's in a great friend group and loves it right yeah Mm -hmm. okay well that's all i have for you today thank you thank you thanks for listening to breast and balance with bosco special thanks to miss bosco this is a production of charlotte country days podcast journalism class with kick the next time you are feeling stressed out from school think about the tips from miss bosco don't forget as Director of Counseling, Ms. Bosco is always here for you in her office behind the front office.